0: of my heart, not be all else to me, save that Thou art. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, endless is Your mercy, eternal is Your reign, heaven and earth is filled with Your glory. Almighty God, we invite you into this time that we have come to worship with you. We ask you to please bless the words that will be spoken. May they show integrity, gravity, and sound speech, and encourage us on our pathway as we continue forward. It is in your precious name, Lord Jesus, that we ask for these things in this Traveling with the pastor sometimes is very interesting. Early in December, I was invited to go along with him to the Society of the Holy Trinity, a retreat in Danville, Pennsylvania. It's a wonderful experience, a whole bunch of clergy get together and then this other person. And (laughs) we go there and we're refreshed. We spend all to your attention is driving with him is interesting and we're flying up to Danville because we're just about on the time cusp of being there a little late but all of a sudden we get off at the Danville exit and he picks up his phone and he says, St. Cyril in Methodius Danville facility and just like that he says, oh, we're going to make a left turn here he keeps the gas just, he he had the app. The Magi today didn't have the app. Didn't have that type of GPS. They had to rely on another system by which to get to the spot they wanted to get to. In the, the Isaiah text today, in the second verse, it tells us that the earth and the people Are enveloped in darkness. So when something is really dark, that's actually the best time to see a light, right? I know in my situation in Bushkill Township, when the power goes out, it's dark. Especially if there's cloud cover and no power, you can actually see this little light that you can't even estimate how far probably miles away. But the interesting thing about that is if you can see that light, you'll know if you're moving away from the light. How? It'll get smaller. And you'll know if you're moving towards the light because the light will get brighter and bigger. Well, I believe that was the GPS that the wise men were using. They seen this light and they were following this light. Now, I'm not going to talk to you much about the Magi themselves. What I want to talk to you about is what did they see, what did they say, and what did they surrender? Because I truly believe if we can see what they saw, if we can say what they said, and if we can surrender what they surrendered, we have the experience that they had Come forward to us here and now in the time in which we live. So this life, as it appears to be in the great distance, because everything is surrounded in darkness, we can see and understand that in our own lives, when we're diagnosed with something, or we lose a loved one, or a variety of situations, when darkness just seems to be covering us. And then, then God sends his light, And sometimes that light is you and I. I want to share with you, I have permission from two, but I did not get permission from the third, of how we can witness the light of Christ in our presence, in the midst of that great darkness. Last week, if you were here for the carol service, the ninth reading from Scripture was done by Mike McMullen. Michael McMullen went up to the boat, up to the altar, to speak and to read that piece <coughs> of Scripture. Guess what he was carrying? He was carrying camera. You have to know that the McMullens' life was enveloped in darkness. They were having a difficult time trying to see the light. They thought that they were about to go through this entire struggle by themselves until this congregation, by the grace of God, being witnesses of God, shone a light into their life. And that light came in a variety of ways. Not only did we bestow upon them gifts of financial help, but we prayed and continued to pray. that child. In the darkness of that situation, the light of Christ shines the same way that the Magi seen the light of Christ going before them. If you go back four or five years ago, Remember the widow of Sarapheth? The widow of Sarapheth had a son and her son passed and she was telling Elijah that it was his fault. O man of God, why have you brought this upon me? But Elijah placed himself on that little boy and prayed to God and his life was restored. In the same way when Paul is preaching in a three story house a person falls out the third floor window, Eutychus. This is in Acts 19. And Paul goes down and places himself on Eutychus and prays to God. And the light of Christ came into that life also. And he was restored. These are the ways that God has called you and I to see the light and to be the light and the presence of other people as we carry them to the throne of grace. And I'm looking at Sean Furnsler, who also, a couple of years back, he was diagnosed with stomach cancer, and we offered him up. It's not who prays, it's who listens. And God has listened to us in a variety of ways and shown his light in this congregation. And Sean went to the hospital in New Jersey And he he called me on the phone right away as he said, they said it's not there. They said it's gone. The same way they said with Julia. How we can be alive light in the world in which we live. How people can see that light reflected in our relationship with God. We get closer to God, the light gets brighter the light gets well, what did the Magi say? What did the Magi say? Magi said, we're here to worship the King of the Jews. Well, how is Jesus, the King of the Jews, our King? You see, we have to understand that there was a message from very early on, if you remember the Abrahamic covenant, I will bless you so that you will be a blessing, and by you, all the families of the earth shall bless themselves. So there was a mission that was put forth to God's people, that they would receive the blessing of God, they would not keep it to themselves, but they would share it, and then by you, all the families of the earth shall bless themselves. It is that Abrahamic covenant that is fulfilled in Jesus Christ, and he is our king, as well as being the king of the Jews. When we look at King David, people in that time frame, when the Magi are coming, we already heard it, it upset Herod, and it also upset all the people in Jerusalem because they were under occupation and they couldn't see the freedom that they thought that they would get when they received their king from the line of David how we receive that King, the thing that Jesus accomplishes in our life. procedures flow from. Well, we are that administration. If you remember what pastor had read to you in the text from the Ephesians, the church is the administration of the mysteries of God. We are the place where God administers out from. We are responsible for the day-to-day functions administration. He also made Jerusalem the Ecclesiastical headquarters. In other words, it was the place where worship sprang out from. And we know from our own experience that the cross, our Christ, our King, was crucified in Jerusalem. And now and forever, Christ is King He has redeemed us and brought us back. What did they surrender? They surrendered gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You heard the pastor talk about it with the children. We see the significance of that, and we can actually really see it in a broader sense if you would take the time somewhere in your day to read the 30th chapter and the beginning of the 31st chapter. The book of Exodus, and you will find that the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh were very inspirational and important in the development of the religious worship life of God's people. When you look at the gold, those things that are precious, of great value, the greatest piece of gold that we can give to our God is our time. Surrendering our time carrying our time to Jesus and to say to him and worship him and say, you have given me these gifts and these gifts have been given to me for a purpose, a purpose to serve you in your kingdom, in your church. Not only did he give us those gifts to make a living, but he gave us those gifts so that we could serve him. The frankincense, like the pastor said to the children, it is a gum. It is a gum rather than a tree that was mixed with other spices, more coarse spices, and was made into incense. So every time the people of God would approach the tent of the meeting, why was it called the tent of the meeting? Because it was a place they would go to meet with God. They would know. You could close your eyes and know you were about to be in the tent of the meeting aroma that was being put forth. And the myrrh, the myrrh is the first spice that is named in a perfume that was put together and it was used to anoint all of the articles of worship in the temple and it was used to anoint Aaron, the first high priest. So we can see that through what they saw and what they said, and what they surrendered. We have a part of that today, that we can still live our lives in such a way. What year is it? 2020. What do we associate 2020 with? Good sight, good vision. May we as a congregation have great spiritual vision so that we may see what God wants us to see, say what He wants us to say, and surrender to Him what He wills us to surrender to. Amen. Amen. Be Thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me, save that Thou art. Be Thou in the day and the night Waking or sleeping that presence my light